CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another podcast. We are back with another edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash, CPA and CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. And we are going to talk about some pandemic savings. Maybe you've got some money built up over the last 12, 18 months or so, and you're wondering what to do with it besides some summertime activities. And we're going to talk about that as well, because it is right before the 4th of July. So Don, welcome in, buddy. What's going on? Happy 4th of July, uh, number 245 here for the country. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, if you remember the bicentennial mark, then you're officially, that's the 200th anniversary in 1976. 76, you're officially yeah. a mature American. Yeah, I was right? I was five. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, you know, it feels good to, you know, be able to celebrate with um, family and friends and just be able to kick back and enjoy the summer. Right. I think President Biden said in the spring that by the 4th of July, we could all enjoy a backyard barbecue with a couple of friends in the yard. <laughs> and <laughs> I think most and people you can take been, your mask off. Yeah. Yeah. But most people have been gathering together for a while now doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, but you know, I guess that's just part of the DNA of being American, right? Yeah. The spirit of independence and rebellion. Well, Don, many people over the past year have accumulated savings, as I kind of mentioned, from not spending money on entertainment and travel and all that kind of stuff that we're probably going to be doing this summer. Uh, is it not uncommon? It's not uncommon, really, for the folks to just kind of ask about where they should invest this money. Do people reach out to you? Have they been reaching out and saying, hey, Don, I got all this extra cash now. What should I do with it? You know, that question does come up a lot, Mark, and, you know, not to be insensitive to those who have really suffered in the past year or so with the pandemic. I mean, there's a lot of people really that are hurting that, you know, they worked in different industries where they lost their jobs and they were, you know, getting through on savings and maybe some unemployment. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, this question does come up a lot where people that have gotten through this okay financially, you know, maybe they're a gig worker working out of their home, have not spent a lot of money. Sure. On things yeah. like you mentioned, on entertainment and travel and discretionary ex- uh, expenditures. So you know there are those that say, well, where should I invest that extra fifty thousand dollars or maybe a hundred thousand dollars or more? But the first question I always ask when that question is asked to me, Mark, is mm-hmm. what's the purpose for this money and the time horizon, of course, for the money. So if you need the money to put down on a, a down payment on a home or pay college tuition next year, or pay for uh, a home improvement soon, or, or better yet, pay for that great trip that you've been putting off for a year and a year and a half, you should probably just keep the money in a savings account. Yeah, I do realize that it's frustrating <laughs> to earn a half a percent, right, if you're right. lucky, yeah. or less. But that's just the way it is, uh, unfortunately. If the time horizon's longer, let's say it's for tuition for a child or a grandchild who's five years old uh, and, and not going to college for you know another 12, 13 years, uh, or for retirement that's 10 years away, you can invest that in a well-diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds. And the reason I say that is that you know, in, in the short run, the stock market is volatile, right? It right. goes up and down. In the long run, it's less so. So if you can get through two, three-year market cycles where if there is a correction, like we had in 2000, 2001, 2002, or 
back in 2008 or even a year and a half ago, right? If you have a longer time horizon, you know, you could sustain that drop. But if it's something that you're going to be spending the money on in the near future, you really should just kind of suck it up and keep it in a, a savings account. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, then. Let me kind of take it in this direction, Don. So if you've been sitting on some pandemic cash you've saved up as to our point here today uh, versus going out and having a, a big summer or whatever the case is, maybe you want to do some of that. We've talked a lot about Roth IRAs and such on the show. Would that be a good use for some of this money if you're sitting on fifty grand or the hundred grand that you mentioned, maybe doing a little bit of fun, but then also, especially if you're thinking about, you know, as a retirement point, uh, dropping something in there? Yeah, you know, this always comes up as a part of the regular planning process, Mark. Mm-hmm. There were contributions and conversions right. for Roth IRAs. But the answer is yes. Right? You can contribute up to $7,000 a year in a Roth IRA, depending upon your income. Sure. Uh, if you're over 50 years old, if your income is too high, you can't contribute. You have to have earned income to contribute. That's on the lower end of the income scale. If you're under 50, you can contribute $6,000. But that would be a Roth contribution. That's where people get confused on contribution and conversions. Right. You could also use the money to pay taxes on a Roth conversion. Yeah, good point. We, we talked about that on previous shows. Mm-hmm. That would be basically taking money from your traditional IRA and moving it over into a Roth IRA. And the reason people do that is because the tax rates today are historically low. Yeah, take advantage. So what, Yep. So once the money is in the Roth IRA, it's tax-free for your life and for your kids, right, if they're your beneficiaries. But it gets back to the main question, Mark. What's the purpose of the money? Mm -hmm. What's the time horizon for that money? And of course, what's the risk tolerance? And that's really part of our educational process. Yeah, and that's really part of kind of deciding what you want to do with anything when it comes to financial goals or retirement goals is what do you want your money to do? What is the objective? So on and so forth. So those are some great points if you are sitting on some extra money. And if you are thinking about doing some summer activities and things of that nature, a couple things to maybe ponder, uh, you know, gas prices are high, <laughs> the yep. highest they've been in maybe seven years or so, and they're going to stay that way for the foreseeable future. So do things like this tend to, I guess maybe in normal time, do things like this affect your clients? Do they do they bring these kind of questions up to you, travel plans and that and, and the such, or do they find it irrelevant? I imagine right now, a lot of people are probably like, it's completely irrelevant because I just want to go do things. Yeah. You know, it's something that's more of a, a point of topic uh, for conversation, Mark. Mm-hmm. It's, I would say, like an irritant, right? You know, you're out at the beach, you're with your friends or your wife, or you're out at dinner, and people talk about gas prices. Here, they're over $3 a gallon, just about $3 a gallon. Right. Right. And that's kind of like the ouch point where people start complaining. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's, you know, it's not something that's going to stop anyone, I think, from traveling, really, at $3 a gallon. I know that uh, when we take our, our trip, we, don't, we haven't done this in a couple of years, but we take our driving trip to Florida. Uh, we always like to see gas prices when we go through the Carolinas and Georgia, a, a fair amount less uh, expensive than New Jersey, right? So if it's $3 a gallon here, it might be $2.40. Yeah, I think we're at $2.75 here right now, I think. Yeah, you tend to get yeah. a little cheaper until you get to Florida. Then the prices go <laughs> right. back up again. It's almost yeah. like you're back in the Northeast again yeah. now that you're in Florida. I don't see this as something that's going to really crimp activity, Mark. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, you know has more to do with a lot of demand 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. The supply and demand issue with where people are going to be traveling more. And it's not just individuals, right? I mean, there's the, the uh, airline travel, I think last weekend hit pre-pandemic levels. So all of those airplanes need jet fuel, right? Oh, yeah. And all of those trucks delivering supplies need fuel, need diesel fuel. And it's just, you know, oil is the, is the lubricant that, um, that drives the economy. Right. And, and if there's more demand and, you know, sort of a finite supply, you're going to end up with higher prices. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of these things, obviously, the shortages in various different industries and whatnot. And of course, you have to, you have to transport all this stuff. So we all know what's going on. We've all been watching this kind of stuff. But I just thought it was interesting as we're talking about this extra money and, and just travel and so on and so forth. And you and I talked a couple of weeks ago on the prior podcast about almost being back to you know where we PC post-COVID. Uh, more states, municipalities continue to lift mis- mask mandates and loosen restrictions on all these things, to our, your point about the barbecue uh, earlier. Do you t- anticipate a strong, I guess, third quarter in this at this point for the economy? Yeah, I mean, right. Believe it or not, we're into the third quarter now, right? Yeah. Of, of the I was like, I was like, oh yeah, third quarter, yeah. Right. I mean, we're in the second half, the the uh, the back half of the year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we talked about you know states and municipalities lifting mask mandates and restrictions, and California being totally open, New York being totally open. This is odd now when you're watching a baseball game, Mark, or a soccer match, seeing all these people in the stands. <laughs> right. No more cardboard cutouts. <laughs> no, right. Packed in together and, you know, people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated and, and, and uh, you know, getting back to uh, a, a normal way of, of, of living. But yeah, I, it's interesting. I guess you probably saw this too. When they first remove these restrictions and, and the mask mandates, it took, I, I hear, at least like a couple of weeks before you start seeing like a significant reduction in people at the supermarket or at a big box store yeah, yeah. or even like a, a, you know, a, a local deli not wearing the face covering. So I guess it's, uh, you know, it became the new normal and you have to kind of unwind that uh, that way of thinking, but I'm assuming you saw the same thing where you are, right? Yeah, we just went out to a dinner celebration for my sister um, with my mom and some other people, and yeah, as we walked into the restaurant, basically nobody was wearing one. Whereas just maybe two weeks ago, my wife and I went out, and still half the place was doing that, and just two weeks later, there's nobody. So, yeah, it, it, that's the way it is here. And not long ago, my uh, my middle school uh, daughter Tori is graduating eighth grade, had their, um, what they call semi-formal. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not like a prom, but something like that. Right, right. right. And, and here's the reality. Eighth graders cannot social distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I came in a little early to watch them at the end, and they're all dancing around, jumping up and down, like banging into e- each other. So it's not quite that way with adults, of course. But uh, I do see this... Uh, loosening of restrictions, definitely having a significant effect on the economy. You know, particularly places, Mark, like um, New York and California, which have only recently loosened their restrictions. Right. Right. So New York City is really driven by tourism. Oh, yeah. Right. When you're going to sporting events and, and shows, plays, concerts, 
outdoor activities and indoor activities as well. But you see that in New York, in California, in here in New Jersey, of course, in the Northeast states. So I think that with people feeling more comfortable being outside, you're going to see a lot more uh, economic activity. Now, that may change once we get into the fall months. And, you know, and certainly for people who are at an at-risk age or who have uh, uh, multiple health conditions, it's very justifiable, right, to be concerned about being outdoors in crowds. I think there's going to be a sensitivity to that moving forward, and it, uh, it's probably going to be uh, permanent. Uh, for could a lot be of yeah people. where we were kind of at the very very beginning of this where the elderly people who are definitely worried about their immune systems things like that might still be wearing masks yeah no yeah. doubt I mean if you go before the pandemic in Asia uh, they do it all Japan, the time yeah they do it all the time right I mean a lot of times see, it's the air quality I believe or used well to, you know. yeah and you know look at a country like Japan it's got half the population of the United States Mark. Mm-hmm. And the size of the country is the size of Montana. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's very dense. But if you see that, I think in the fall, we're going to see people, you know, you know, being a little bit more cautious. But in terms of the, the restrictions and mandates at a state level, local level, uh, yeah, I think this is going to have a significant effect on the economy. And even over the past year, it's really, you know, driven inflation, right? We talked about that in one of the shows about inflation being a function of the supply and demand. Right. We're seeing it. And the, and the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If people want to do things. They want to buy things. They want to travel. They want to you know, be out and about. And we talked on uh, shows earlier that if you want to rent a car, if you were in Texas or Florida, it was like triple the normal price yeah. because of, of the demand. And you know, a lot of times inflation shows up in a funny way. Like you never anticipate it. You don't know where it's going to show up. But Milton Friedman, uh, you know, always talked about the fact that uh, when you're creating money, it's always going to create inflation somewhere. And it's just a function of too much money chasing too few goods. And we just mm-hmm. don't know where those goods and services are going to be, where inflation is going to be chasing it. But right now, it seems like inflation is really what they call a transitory, Mark. But I think that, uh, the, to your point, the lifting of the mask mandates and restrictions you know, is going to boost the economy and certainly increase inflation, at least in the short run. Yeah, so the inflation is hopefully short-lived in that transitory, right? Yep. That's the idea sure. behind it. That's yeah. what it looks like now, right? Yeah, because for now, right. Yeah, and, and a good way to look at that is even though we have inflation in some of these things we talked about, like in housing, like in travel, you know, like in uh, you know purchasing something like large, like it's a car, used car, new car, home improvements. The ten-year U.S. Treasury bond rate is still one point five percent. Yeah, which means people are willing to give the government billions and not trillions of dollars to buy a bond for 10 years and only get (laughs) 1.5% interest, which is telling you long-term inflation is not viewed as being a serious issue right now. Okay. All right. Good way of looking at that. Good things to think about here on the podcast. And really, I just kind of wanted to have a quick conversation about some of these things uh, that we covered. We're in summertime, so we hope everybody has a a good summer. And as always, if you do got questions, make sure you reach out to Don and and share those with him. Talk with an advisor before you take any action. He's a CPA and a CFP, as I mentioned. 
And you can find him by simply calling 800-664-1183 or stop by the podcast website, doncashpodcast.com, and subscribe to us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. And Don, let's end off the show with a a little fun topic here, a little getting to know you. Uh, We haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, What's the one thing that can almost always instantly make your day better? Ooh, one thing. Just one. Oh, gosh. A donut, you know, like what would it be? <laughs> Not a donut guy. And, uh, you know, for me, it's a good cup of coffee early okay. in the morning. That just gets me in a in a good frame of mind. Now, of course, if it's a bad cup of coffee, you feel like, oh, gosh, that's You're a sluggish. bummer, right? I just blew my allotment. <laughs> Because I'm not a, I'm not going to drink any more than two cups of coffee a day. And if it's a bad one, I'm like, oh gosh, that's it. I'm like down to one cup of coffee left. So, you know, if I have a a good fresh cup of coffee early in the morning mm-hmm. when I'm getting started, I think that's a, a good jump start for the day. Okay. All right, nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got their little thing. For me, it's turning on some music and uh, and just kind of getting myself motivated that way with whatever type of song I want to listen to to get me fired up for the day. So yeah, everybody's got their vice and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Well, there you go. That's our podcast this week. So you know, if you're sitting on some of that extra money like we talked about going into the summer, obviously you want to get out and do some things. But if you're looking to do some investments, make sure that you're thinking that through uh, and you're thinking about what the purpose of it is, as Don alluded to earlier, and what you want it to accomplish for you. And always check again with a qualified professional and don't forget to subscribe to us on apple google spotify iheart stitcher all those kinds of things or reach out to don at donaldcash.com that's his main website at donaldcash.com or call him at 800-664-1183 don enjoy your fourth of july my friend i'll see you later on this month you too mark be well we'll talk to you next time folks here on your money and your life with don cash Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.